0: This podcast is brought to you by Primary Intelligence, the leader in win-loss analysis, focused on helping businesses uncover the unique story on how each sales rep can win more deals. Hey everyone, and thanks for joining me on another rousing edition of Sales Intelligence Weekly, brought to you by Primary Intelligence. I'm Ryan Queller. You don't just win deals without first capturing the attention of your audience, a solid and effective outreach strategy when selling is key to helping you improve win rates. But that's easier said than done. As, as one of my friends says, says easy does hard. It's not the easiest defeats. So how, how do you create an outreach strategy that is going to help you grow your revenue and have a positive impact on your win rates? Back again with me again. We have my favorite hustler, Mr. Rish Bandari, founder and CEO of Content Beta, here to help us discuss this topic. Rish, welcome back to the show, my friend. Thanks for having me, Ryan. Nice to see you. Okay, for those listeners who maybe missed last week's last week's episode, let's you know take a minute and introduce yourself and introduce introduce uh, Content Beta a little bit for us.
1: Sure, so I'm the founder and CEO of Content Beta. Uh, we are a subscription design and video service for B2B SaaS. We work with close to 105 software companies, help them scale content for product marketing and customer enablement. Um, I mean, I built, I built most of my business using uh, cold outbound um, and I learned it the hard way, but I mean, I really swear by it. I mean, whoever tells you that, hey, cold emails or cold calls don't work, uh, them to shut up. It always, it always does.
0: <laughs> it always does. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, my friend, let's get into this. Let's pick up where we left off today. We're going to be talking about outreach strategy. First, why, why is outreach strategy so important in B2B selling?
1: um I think in
0: B2B selling,
1: the the bigger difference between B2B and B2C is you have fewer customers, right? Unlike B2C where your channel could be a lot of stuff could be retail, could be like digital ads, could be uh, could be a lot of different stuff, right? You could have distributors, but in B two B, um, you you don't have so many bullets. Of course, you could run paid ads, uh, but you don't have so many bullets. Um, and and if if you invest in out, I mean, I mean if you try and knocking doors, pretty pretty traditional. Right? you have salesmen knocking doors at each door. That's the old spray and pray kind of approach. But if you uh, knock doors, you'll get somebody who's who could be interested or who, or who could have an intent uh, to be working with you. Um, so I think outreach, although a bit expensive than traditional acquisition strategies, but for B2B, it works because B2B is higher ticket size. They have higher budgets, they have higher lifetime value of the customer, and you could afford higher acquisition cost. Um, and plus, it's scalable. I mean, you just crack the code once; scale up with two, as two SDRs, two hundred SDRs. So I guess um, it's much uh, scalable uh, way to grow your sales.
0: Okay. So I think I think any of our listeners, um, I don't know if we're gonna ever hear anybody say no. Our, an outreach strategy is not important. So I think we, I don't think we're gonna get pushback from any of our listeners today with, with this statement that it's vastly important and for the reasons that you just described let's get a little bit controversial. Who? Let's talk about ownership here. Who should be owning the outreach strategy in in a B2B organization? Sales, marketing, other? Who should own this?
1: Um, In my view, it's always the sales. Um, So marketing, marketing uh, functions goal is to how to make sales easier. The marketing functions goal is not to get you sales. Um, the sales guy's goal is to, to get meetings, to get conversions, to get money in the bank. Um, so I guess a sales, a sales guy should own outreach.
0: Okay. Let's go, let's go a little bit further. Let me push on that. Why sales? Um, there's some organizations that say, no, outreach needs to be owned by marketing because it's a continuation of, of qualification, but it sounds like you see it differently. Tell, tell me more. Um, so I think sa-
1: sales is a bit different than, uh, uh, so, so there are two kinds of email outreach, right? One is your typical old school email marketing, where you send weekly emails or monthly emails to people who have either opted into your list or who have downloaded some asset or who are part of your email list, newsletter, whatever. Sales, uh, owns that kind of email outreach where you are. Trying to reach out to cold, so to people who are strangers, who may not forget who are problem or solution aware, who may not be even brand aware. Um, so I think I think uh, uh, those are two different kind of people where email outreach works, right? So if it's if it's people who are probably are brand aware, could be the marketing people who handle it. But if you're trying to reach out to strangers, trying to convince them to take a look at your product, to sit for a demo. Uh, to try it out for a couple of weeks, I think sales function uh, does a pretty decent job at that.
0: Yeah, so I, I, I personally I totally agree with you, uh, but this this is a, a controversial topic for some people in some organizations. Um, is there ever an, a situation when marketing should own outreach? Can you could you ever see that? Uh, probably in messaging, right? Um,
1: so marketing generally owns the messaging the positioning of the brand how the what what features of the product are more important than the other ones right so what value what's the value proposition how are you different than the competitors like the battle cards everything right so probably the way you describe your product your company is owned by marketing right and and one more where i could see is who's your audience right so marketing uh, probably has, uh, I, I'm not sure if they should own it, but they could partially own that, who's your target audience, right? At least because influence marketing... it,
0: right? I mean, at least have some
1: influence. Exactly, because the marketing team also learns about the audience really well. I mean, they, they do a lot of research, they run campaigns, um, and I think they have a pretty much solid grip on um, the target audience. Uh, so I guess these are the two aspects where marketing uh, team could influence one is your product messaging, and second is your target audience.
0: Okay. Let's go deeper here then, and we'll, we'll split it out. Um, what are some of the common pitfalls that sales experience when creating an outreach strategy?
1: Um, I think common pitfall is uh, uh, turning like one medicine to all, right? I mean, just creating, thinking, uh, thinking that, hey, I have a list of 2,000 emails. Um, I have one email. Let's shoot out. Um, It will never work. Um, It will never work because spray and pray approach doesn't work. Your Gmail is smarter. Your caller ID is smarter. People figure out that, hey, this, this email or this call is a spam, right? So the number one job of a salesman is to not look like a salesman, right? You have to uh, sound like somebody who would like to have a conversation i mean i follow josh brown um and he keeps on telling about this this concept of zone of resistance right i mean just imagine you're going to a to a, a retail outlet um and a, and a salesman comes and say, hey you want to help uh, you need help and what's your first reaction nope i mean I just no, lo- i'm just, I'm just looking around yeah, I'm, looking yeah, I'm just uh, right. stay away i mean mentally you're trying to say you're trying to uh put up a a zone of resistance where you're trying to push back anybody who's trying to make a sale to you. Because in your head, you feel that that guy is trying to convince me to make a purchase. Um, So a natural tendency of human mind is to um, push back salesmen. I mean, when I say push back salesmen, also push back sales kind of language, right? Um, So I think that's number one. Uh, Hey, don't look like a salesman. Um, other is the spray and pray, which I spoke about is don't, don't, spray uh, spray, spray your, about your product or your capabilities everywhere. Right. I mean, it doesn't work. Tweak your messaging, personalize your emails. Um, don't spray and pray.
0: Okay. So don't look like a salesperson and don't just vomit your feature functionality. If you're selling software, don't just put it all out there for all of it to be consumed why not tell me why why is it important to tweak the messaging to 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 meet the the need of the customer why I think average uh, above the line
1: kind of audience which is CXOs and CEOs and founders they get close to 40 50 emails a day uh, these are when I say these are like cold emails right and everybody's trying to pitch something or the other uh, if you have one common messaging, if if your reader feels that this guy is using a script right this guy is um, not going an extra mile learning about me or my company not doesn't know me i mean he's just saying that hey i'll increase your sales by 40% right um i don't want to pay attention to this email this message even though i'm looking for it even though i in the back of my mind i might be open to purchase it cool. but if i feel that the the email or the call does uh, doesn't have so much effort put into. Um, my first knee jerk reaction is um this is like spammy salesman. So, so I think you have to it you have to appear that you have taken a lot of efforts. You have taken some invested some of your own time. You have uh you have uh you have made you have read about that company or that person before approaching that so that they feel it, it could be an educated guess. It could be an educated outreach. It could be um, something where uh, there could be a good fit. Or at least I should listen to it. Even if it's a no, but I'll at least listen to it first.
0: Okay. So that, that's a wonderful tip. Do do some homework, right? Some basic homework to understand, invest your own time. Demonstrate that you're you're putting yourself out there too to help break down that barrier, to not sound like that salesperson. What are some other tips? Give me some some tips for creating an outreach strategy. Right, we just talked about a tactic. We, what are some additional tips that you can give? So,
1: um, so I have my own sales playbook, and uh, um, we have like five Ps. Um One is one is people. You got to make sure you got to educate your SDRs. What's the life like? I mean, what do you expect? Keep down your expectations and your responsibilities in one, one sheet of paper. The second is um product. Sorry, not product. Product comes last. So don't, don't teach your salesman what your product is. First, talk about what problem you are solving, right? So secondly, I would talk about the problem, right? Teach your salesman, um, teach your SDRs or BDRs what's the industry, what's the language, what problems. Um how do you find people with problems, right? Because, because part of making good sales pitches is finding people with problems. You don't want to find just people, but people with problems. Um, so people, problem, then comes process, right? How do you do your outreach? I mean, what tools do we use? How do you, um, which kind of messaging works? How do you, how do you extract, how do you enrich your data? Could be phone numbers, could be emails. Um, and then comes product. Uh, the last thing you want to teach your SDR is how your product solving the problem. Of course, they should know about it, but that's not the first thing you teach them. That's the last thing you teach them, that this is a product and these are our four or five or whatever number of features you have. So I think that's how I've created my own playbook. Um, it's easier for me when I onboard new SDRs. Um, and of course, I keep on updating that. Um,
0: every two months. So, sure. So I, I love the fact, man, that is awesome that you talk about the people and then the problem. That's the you know one and two uh, of your strategy. Product is at the end. Product is at the end. But what's the problem that that the people that you're trying to sell to, what are they facing? So it makes it very centric on them rather than on the company's product that's trying to be sold. I love that strategy. Do you have any success stories here that you could share with us by employing this strategy?
1: Um, so I have a three-people SDR team. Uh, each of them does an outreach of at least 60 to 70 new prospects. Mm-hmm. We personalize, so we write icebreakers, probably we'll do research on their website, see see which kind of industries they work with, or we go to that person's LinkedIn profile. So we personalize a lot of um, our emails. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we run an automated campaign after this personalization. Um, we we normally see a response rate of four to five percent. Now, response could be positive or negative, both, and a meeting booking rate of one and a half to two percent. Uh, that's been consistent um, over last last twelve months. Yeah.
0: Okay, so you just you said an, a, a magic word for me, and that's automated. Um, should outreach be automated? if so when um
1: i think if you have done enough research uh so there are two ways of sending emails right i mean first of all you have to send emails at the right time that's also a key thing right if you are if you want the emails to reach at 9 a.m. of that your prospect's working day it has to reach at that time it cannot be like 5 a.m. and then probably he would have 50 other emails to look at um so first of all it has to be the right time right so Basically, you doing it manually, you could make a mistake. You could probably be on a different time zone. Uh, Probably probably you're working on something else, right? Or you might miss that window. So so that's part one to get the timing right. And the second part is if uh, you don't want to spend time in the ops of copy pasting emails or writing down emails um, and then sending them manually, what you could do, you could uh, create like a CSV different fields, including the personalized icebreakers, including the personalized problems that company could be uh, having. Um, and then you put that into automation, which is like mail merge. You pick up different fields of your CSV into your email and shoot them all at the same time.
0: Okay. So are there any tools that you are using or that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: Mm, I would recommend Lemlist or Sales handy or uh, Instantly. As for sales email outreach.
0: Why 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 those three?
1: Uh, I, I mean, I, I've seen i I've tried and tested like more than 12, uh, 10 to 12. And uh I think these three do a do a decent job because they also warm up your emails. Um as an SDR, if you continuously keep on sending emails and receive like five percent of response, um uh your emails are quickly marked into spam. So you've got to keep your emails warmed up and these three tools do a decent job of doing that.
0: Okay. Using tools and automation, are there any no-no's? Like don't do this with your automated outreach. Uh, Do you have any tips or tricks that way, the things that they should avoid with automated outreach?
1: With uh, automated outreach, I would avoid, uh, um, so if you're doing something wrong, so, so when you start doing outreach, don't do automated outreach, right? Because you want to try different copies, different uh, messaging, right? So do that after you have cracked the formula. So don't, because it's like garbage in, automated garbage out, right? So make sure that it's not garbage what you do. Um, and it strikes a chord with your audience. So once you have cracked that, only then think about how to scale that, um. It's very important to crack that first, your audience, your copy, your call to action, your offer before putting up into automated campaigns.
0: Okay, so you've used the you've used some magic words to a guy like me. We've talked about automation and the other word that is magic to me is scale. So why is it imperative that that we figure out a way to I mean, you crack the code first, get the messaging right that you like and then scale. Why? Why that scalability? Why is that important um, in B two B specific?
1: Um, I think it's important for even B two C, right? I mean, uh, if you try to do things manually, uh, you can only do a certain amount of things. I mean, it's not just email; it could also be everything, right? It could also be your newsletters, it could also be your uh, transactional emails, right? If you do it automatic, it will. You uh, if you do it manually, okay. there'll be time investment. Uh, resource investment. If you if you can use make use of tools which could automate that, you could scale much more. It's it's no longer one plus one is equal to two. It's one plus one is equal to four or five maybe.
0: So much better returns in in, in today's space and environment. That it's that's everything. Okay, so that's that's wonderful to understand. So you know, winding our conversation down here. And, and by the way, man, thank you for for being willing to be on both episodes. Uh, you 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 have a, a wealth of knowledge, a depth of understanding of, of B2B sales that is so helpful, especially when we're talking about outreach and, and these types of issues, um, you know, effective outreach. So if we had to sum it up into maybe one or two solid pieces of advice for our listeners from your perspective, you know, what would you say to everybody? Look, here's my my top one or two pieces of advice. What would you say?
1: um i think there is no one golden formula golden template of doing the outreach i mean you quite you can always google search that hey cold email templates you got to create your own template and for that you got to continuously experiment an email copy that works today may not work after 3 months you got to continuously run experiment i mean outreach guys like i say like a growth marketer you got to run a lot of experiments and scale what works um that's one thing, and second thing is uh, uh, go out. I mean, don't don't let uh, lack of tools or lack of uh, uh, like emails be a reason of not of you not doing outreach. You can always do the manual way, right? Probably you can't do hundred, but you can still do five or ten a day. Um, allocate some time and do that. Uh, it always works. I mean, it takes some time and patience um, and some creativity to run multiple experiments, but it always works if you follow it up consistently.
0: So that that's wonderful advice. I, I want to follow up on something here. Y- you've got a um, there's a sense of experimentation, right? So there's there's a sense of curiosity and innovation when when I'm talking with you, when you're um, in the lab, like right, the the lab, experimenting with this. What are some things that you're looking for? Meaning, how do you know if it's working or not? Is it just am I getting number of responses, or you know, what else would demonstrate it's working, or you know, what what should you look for in that experiment? I think
1: I would look at response rate first, right? So if I um, if I have the same audience profile and I. Throw them different offers. I look at which campaign is giving me more positive responses, which also means that which which of my messaging is striking the chord. Um, At one point of time, I'm testing at least ten to twelve copies. Right? I mean, I mean when I say copies, could be different emails. Copies could be different offers. Could be different CTAs. um, But yes, you have to continuously keep on trying different things. you find until you find that hey these three or four things are working and by the way these three or
0: four things will again restart
1: in a month or so so yeah
0: helpful well rich thank you so much for being on the show again and sharing your insights with us really really truly appreciate you being being here with us thank you ryan and listeners for more from our friends at content beta and from us here at primary intelligence check out the show notes at www.primary-intel.com forward slash podcast. And remember, no deal is out of reach. We'll see you next time.